Welcome to So Far So Rare. I'm joined today by Connor Aspel, who is here to talk about all things So Rare. Surprise, surprise. But also, Connor, this week you won a fun competition. So at the start of the season, back when I had memberships in the YouTube channel, you got involved and you won the FPL League, which means you got to set my teams last week. So that's a funny thing to talk about. But first, I suppose, how long have you been on So Rare? Tell people a little bit about yourself. So I got involved in So Rare the week they launched Limiteds. Um, geez, I got involved because I wanted to buy a Boss Logic NFT of Lionel Messi, but they sold out. And then I went looking for football NFTs, and then I came across Sower. And yeah, I got hooked on it pretty fast. I set it off in Limited. I believe actually my first purchase ever was Andreas Noppert before he was anyone because I just wanted a DNP keeper. And then I found out what SoftBank invested in Sower, and I thought this is going to be really, really big. And so I put like, I think, two or 3,000 euros into it. And then I've been playing ever since back on myself is that i i'm a python developer as my job and then i was really liked fpl for a long time and making bots around fpl because this is a hobby to write about and so i not the year gone by but the year before i wrote had like a project where i had a thousand bots running at the same time and trying out different strategies and see what worked and what didn't and i wrote a bit on my medium blog and then this year i got to appear on ff hub thanks to john and then I made a YouTube channel called FPL Aspel. And I ended up moving from Dublin to Belfast. And I basically had some difficulty with the landlord and I stopped posting videos. But I hope to make videos next year, more folks in FPL, maybe on server, mm. and especially make some shorts around it. And yeah, that's me. What's very funny is before I hit record, I think I've just rinsed your name because I said, is it Connor Aspel or something weird like Aspel? And you've just said it's Connor Aspel. So was I just... Did I? Whoops. I like everyone in my family says it differently. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just knew someone who was in my school the year above and their name was Aspel. So that's what I would say. But if you call it Aspel, then it is what it is. But anyway, I'm overthinking it. Uh, So yes, I remember because we talked from an FPL perspective and I remember you being very kind of data heavy and into your bots and into, I don't know, just you, you were definitely way more analytical than myself. I'm a little bit more blase, I think. Yeah, so I think I remember on the member stream we were t- you were going through people's things and you looked at mine and you were like, oh, you've got three Newcastle defenders. What are you doing? And then I think I also had three <laughs> Fulham attackers. I had like Nisken Cabano, Andres Pereira, and Mitrovic. Like, oh, you must be a Fulham fan. Only reason. And I am a Fulham yes, fan. Yes, the FPL but... team. I was so like, what are you doing, mate? You're gonna fall off. Yeah, you're like you should wildcard. It's like game week four and you should wildcard. And I was like, yeah. no, I'm double down. I'm double downing. On Fulham, I'm actually got a captain Cabano, and then he actually got injured, and De Bruyne was my captain that week, so I kind of looked out. So I kind of say I'm analytical, but I'm also kind of emotional because I said like I made those bots, but then the best bot finished like one millionth out of eight million, and then I finished this year just using a lot of data, 40k out of 11 million. So I'm a bit like emotional. I try to get like some reads, and then try to follow those reads throughout the season. Hmm. Well. That's a bit about you. We'll come back to that a million times. We have a few talking points this week. Then we're going to do get you pumping some stuff. I'm going to tell a story. You're going to give us a feature. You're going to play the Cap Cup. Didn't get listeners' questions this week because I threw this on you quite late notice. Um, but first up, there was a jersey drop this week. So last week we talked about them giving away the mystery jerseys that was going to come. Um, there was 100 of them put onto the market. And it was fastest finger first. And they sold out in 39 seconds. And I got one because I have insider info and I was told everything. And I just, in fact, I didn't actually have to sit at my PC at all. I just got given one, um, which is great. That's a joke for everyone listening. I did get one though. 
Um, do you want me to tell you how I did it? Okay, tell me. So I figured they would do it on the hour at some stage in the day. And I was stuck in Dublin Airport. I had to, I was going over to Naples. My flight was at 5.30. And I had to get a, the only Randox COVID test. I had to get a COVID test done for something I was doing over there. I wonder what it was. Um, I had to get a COVID test. The only start they had was noon. So I was in the airport sat from about half 12 until 5. And I set four alarms for 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock at 57 minutes past the hour. So I'd be sitting at the wee Starbucks working away, writing scripts and stuff for short form videos. And my alarm would go off and I'd go over to So Rare. I'd go over to their club shop. They had a merch tab and I just hit refresh. And I hit refresh and I hit refresh. And at 3 o'clock, lo and behold, up it came. Refresh. Autofill. John Nellis. Address. All I had to do was click XL. Done. In and out. I think I had it ordered in about 14 seconds. I actually have a similar story because I also got a jersey. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. my, my story was that I was looking at the times it could be and I thought, oh no, I hope it's not at 3 o'clock because when I have the call with the Americans in New York, and I was like, wait a second. I bet so right does everything at 3 o'clock because they've got people in France and the Americans just logging on. They want everyone online for this. And so literally as the meeting was starting, I had my phone on the table and it popped up. And I ordered and I initially freaked out because the countries were ordered in, they were ordered like they're all ordered in French instead of in English. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for United Kingdom, it was obviously Royaume-Uni. And then I went, okay, screw this. I went to Ireland and put in my parents' address and then hit order. And I probably got it done in 30 seconds. Like afterwards, right? Okay, so I got one, right? And I yeah, know. I- Whenever it's like there's 39 seconds are all sold out and John Nellis happens to get one. I get it. I know how it looks, right? But I'm telling you, it really wasn't. It was hard. There was 100 jerseys and there's probably 10 times the people that wanted them. So I'm not saying it was easy. If it was easy, everyone would have got one. or like, But not everyone could get one. But I, I sat down consciously in an airport and refreshed. At 1 o'clock, didn't get it. 2 o'clock, didn't get it. Got it at 3 o'clock. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Sit out? Like, nah. I'm sorry. It was it was really funny looking at the general Discord like later because people were saying like I bet John Ellis got one because he had inf- inside info before you even said you got one. There's people in general going. I know. Gen- general I mean, in like, general is just awful place for your mental see, health. You know what it is? I find this right. Anytime I go in there, if I'm ever met, like I'm, I'm I think of it. I don't have notifications on any of my social media to be honest with you. But sometimes when big things happen. <clears throat> On Discord, I'll go in and say, all right, what's happening here? What's the sky? Like, what's cra- What's the crack? And it's always the same little, like, there's, like, two or three little dweebs who seem to hate me. And that's fine. But the logic is what gets me. I just can't, I'm not going to get into it here. But, like, there's some, it's like, I just don't bite on trolls because you can't talk to an idiot. I'm all about constructive debate. But there's some people who just, I don't know, I'm not getting into it. Some agents out there. There's some people with very valid points. Like, to be like transparent as well, like I 100% understand how it looks from the outside looking in when a content creator gets one of these things. Because I know in 39 seconds they happen to get one, I dead on. I know the obvious conclusion is I was given one or something. But ultimately, it's I still had to hand. be there to click the buttons. And I still did it. And I did it with logic. I don't know. I got one. Now I'm in a position where it's like, I f- kind of feel like I have to give it away, but I kind of want my fucking mystery jersey. Do you know what I mean? I didn't spend wow, 10,000 coins, but it's it's one of those where it's like, I don't know. We'll suss it out when it comes. If it looks all pretty, big man might keep it. 
Yeah, actually, it depends what it is. If I yeah. get a Chelsea jersey, I'm giving that away. If I get, like, Kadith or something, I'll give it away. But if it's, like, I don't know, what would I definitely oh. keep? I kind of want one of those smaller jerseys just to throw on my wall because I've got an RKC Volvictive yeah. one there. I and it. I've got a Serbia one. And I've got a Madrid one behind my head, even though I promise I wouldn't move my head. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I need to get another jersey. It was going to be Danny Parejo, but not now. Not now. For anyone listening. Not now. Big man Danny P let down Connor for a big prize. 420 points or something you got in Champion Europe Rare Pro or 412? Four yeah, I needed 80. I need like 80 points off Danny to get first place and win whoever, Holland or Mbappe, and he got 40. He got a 40. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. Jersey drop happened. I think the thing for me that com- comes out of the jersey drop in a positive light is, you know, they did it. They took all the details. 100 people ordered jerseys. There's demand. People wanted them. Now they just need to do it again with more. I'm excluded for 30 days. You're excluded for 30 days. And they've said the next one will be within the next 30 days. Yeah, I'm just wondering how long is it going to take? Oh, I would not be expecting this in June. I don't know why. I just, in my head, if it comes out in June, I'll say, do you know what? Fair play to you. That's amazing. I, yeah, I'm open to be impressed. I would expect this to take a while based off track record. But maybe they've got distributors or some sort of distribution thing sorted now. So you never know. I also would, it'd be fun to see if there's a few signed ones sprinkled through or if they are all just mystery random jerseys. I'd love if it was based on your gallery. If they looked at me and be like, oh, your highest collection score is this team. Mm. You get this jersey. Then is it a mystery? Do you know? Yeah. We'll pivot from that though. Are you into the collection stuff? Yes. I think I'm number two on the leaderboard for Fulham at the moment, and I'm having a complete nightmare trying to pull down the last five cards that I need. So I think it's mm. just the prices have gone crazy. I think people know that like Manor Solomon is going to be leaving Fulham, so the chance to get him as a first owner is running out. Mm. And I think the same with Shane Duffy. And just these little pieces. I think Levin Kurzawa is another one I'm missing. And just these guys that you know are leaving, the 30th of June, they're going to be stopped being printed. And so Manor Solomon was going for €4, Euros, and now he's going for €10 Euros an auction, but you can buy one in the secondary market for 6 mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want the one on the secondary market. I want to be first owner. I want to try and get first place on the leaderboard. I've got all I've got like this number one Mitrovic. It'd be a pity if I don't. I do actually have a mm-hmm. pretty fun story with this, because you're talking about like big offers. I had a, a Belgium jersey, Axel Witzel. And someone came in the moment and it was like, offer me 10 euros for it. And I was like, oh, no, I kind of like the Belgium jersey. And he was like, but I'll buy you four other Witzels. Just give it to me. Because he had like De Bruyne and Thibaut Courtois and Lukaku, like all these really powerful cards in his collection. Mm. And so I was like, screw it. I took 10 euros off him. And then I got Shalaba and Babu and Anima because they'd already left Fulham. Just so that I want to play the game as well. Mm. And then, that... yeah, sorry. No, I also I also made like another purchase during the week. I just realized kind of how insane it was because I had a ton of Dynamo Moscow cards because the ex Fulham manager, Stevie Jokanovic, was there. And so then I bought a Sebastian Szymanski. I bought his Dynamo Moscow card to get me up to 3%. And then my team and challenger this week on Sora Data had a 6.03x live. And I was like, what on earth? So my like, Arison Zacharyan was 1.18. I was like, this. This is kind of crazy if you're competing mm. with just normal cards. Yeah. So 
I'm just looking here, sorry, at the, the one-offs I've got. So something I did today to kind of just come in on what you're saying there. Like today I went and looked at the manager market and just sorted by, put in only serial ones and went and sorted by lowest price. And then basically skimmed through and seen like which, so it's almost like I'm not trying to buy a player because I want the player. But I was looking for, I'll do it now, right? I'll do it now just to kind of comment, like have something in front of me while I'm talking about it. So if I sort this by like rare, we'll just go rare and we'll go serial number one. And then I'll sort by lowest price, right? And I'm also going to sort by um, league or competition eligibility champion Europe, right? Because otherwise it'll just be full of Asian and MLS players, right? So what I did today, not too much avail, nothing really happened. But I looked here and I was like, I don't give a shit about who these players are. I care about the clubs they're at and how much people will want them to boost scores. So for example here, I could pick up from Pavel, you'd probably get a little bit off it. Francesco Rossi, who's a 31-year-old DMP goalkeeper from Atalanta, is a one-of. The one-ofs in the jersey mints are so important when you're trying to build any sort of collection score. Will there be someone who wants to collect an Atalanta? Because if there is, that card could be valuable to them. And will it be more valuable at rare than €16? And that's kind of the question. There's a lot of cheap Nottingham Forest cards. You could get a huge score in Nottingham Forest for not very much. Bournemouth and Southampton are very similar. So I had a look and there's Willie Caballero there. Someone's listed as rare, one of a thousand for um, 30 quid. Now, if you could get that, I don't know, 20. And, and these are rares as well. These aren't limiteds. The way I look at that is Southampton have went down. There is a high chance. There's a decent chance, in my opinion, a decent chance that they're one of the dominant teams in the championship next year. A million games. They might be the type of team that you could go for a fun little stack from. There could be some nice under-23 options that prevail, that pop out. And maybe someone would want to add a decent collector score through, like, a Willie Caballero from the same season. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, but like also, if players leave... So someone like Suleimana looks amazing. If he goes off to, like... Uh, it is Suleimana at uh, Southampton, right? If he, like, goes back to France and he dominates Ligue 1, some people might want that extra 5%. By having the superstar card, so I've got a few Jersey Mint Daigu cards, and like Cecinia's there. And if you're having like a, like if you have like a fifteen percent boost on a player, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I don't know if I want to bore you with the maths, but like an average player is meant to get forty on so rare, and then the further you get away from that, like the less and less players are in there. So even if you go from being like an like Cecinia got ninety five points the weekend, if you go from being like a one hundred and five point player to a hundred and ten point player. Like you're just your move like those last like five points can really move you up the leaderboard. It moves them like up the percentage of players you beat. Yeah. Like almost no one beats you at that point, but at ninety five points you'll have some people at one hundred will beat you, but the extra five percent makes a big difference. Like based off that, right, what I'm looking at is and maybe this is like really, really stupid. You're the type of guy who can crunch the numbers in this. But I look there and it's like, okay, so I picked up uh, today, so long story short, after trolling through and trolling through, I definitely just got a bit carried away and went and read a few articles and a few highlight reels and whatever else and bought David Ozo of Crystal Palace. Rookie card, one of 100. Do not need him. Might not play, but he was Crystal Palace's under-21 player this season. blah 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 And I'm looking there and there's like a Will Hughes one-off as well from the same season for like 30 quid. And there's probably a few more Crystal Palace relative shitters. Will Hughes scored there, but like a few more like 
Guys who I'm never really going to use an SO5. But I could pick up three or four of these for 100, 150 quid. And then I could just go and buy Ulisse and Eze, who I actually want to use. And all of a sudden, those guys are getting plus 3%, plus 4%, whatever. Because you've managed to snap up a few cheap one-offs. And see if you can go hunting yeah. for jersey mints. It's just harder to do that quickly and concisely on the market with the current search filters. But I don't know. I haven't delved into the data enough. I just think there's something definitely there in looking for guys who are relatively crap players but can boost play, like scores of players that are in those teams that score well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I get you. So like kind of what I was saying, that buy a few Daigu jersey mints so you can yeah. boost a senior and then place a senior in All-Star. 100%. And there's like, you know, Hitafe and stuff. Like, they definitely have some guys who score all right, don't they? Or like. Oh, I've got an SNL. He's amazing. So if he, I go back he, there, like, there's there's so many, like, wee players, competition eligibility, champion Europe. They have a lot of handy internationals as well, don't they? They've got, like, that guy, Stefan yeah. Mitrovic, who was a starting center back for Serbia in the World Cup. Like, if you get to the top leagues, all these would be really, really handy internationals. And in a certain game week, they could be really, really OP. Like, I remember, like, Hertha Berlin. Have Peter Pekarik, who costs nothing, and he's a really good player for Slovakia. It, it's those types of ones, right? I'm a bit speechless here because I'm working something out in my head, right? But let's say, for example, Lewis Miller, right? At Hitafe, right? He, okay, he's actually a bad example. I just went off L5s and L15s. Hitafe probably have a player who you'd like to have, right? Maximovic or something or whatever. They, they might be the worst example in the world. David Sorry, he might be look, a goalkeeper. Yeah, look at Quinny's gallery. He, he loves him. Yeah, but let's just pretend they're the team. You can get a Stefan Mitrovic and a Damian Suarez from last season. You can get eight, two of those, one of mints, both of them, for fifty euros, and that's before negotiating. You can get two one of a hundreds from this season, Omar Alderete and Gaston Alvarez. You can get both of those for sixty euros before negotiating. So you can get a massive, massive boost on XP, and that's at rare level where it will matter. For that, and this might be a bad example, Hatafe, but there's the same thing out there with Southampton, with who are probably going down, or who are going down. Sorry, they're not probably going down; they are going down. Let me see what they've got, and then I'll, I'll kind of move on from this because I'm aware this is pretty shit for people just listening. Even they've if got Bazunu, Bazunu could be they could be the guy because I think the profile you really want is Championship plus International, just yeah. a utility at least. I think the double game week people talked about a lot with Korea, but it's a really big boost to the Championship. I had a guy at Reading called Mamadou Loom for a lot of last season before they got relegation threatened and went down. And he got caught in a good few double game weeks. I remember like the last specialist week, he got 35 in his first game and he got 65 in his second. And I was left thinking like, God, if he wins the, if I got the second score, I will be pulling a rare here. Mm. But yeah, so I, th- I think the best ball change of double game weeks really helps the championship. If you can ID these players. So I picked up like an Angus Gunn and a Ryan Porteous and Limited, just to think of Scotland plus Championship. What I'm looking at here, sorry, is like, for example, I think if you can buy a load of these guys and just be patient and back collectors over the time to find you from these clubs or back players that are in the teams of these guys to do well and people don't want to boost their scores, if you're patient, for example, I know I'm going out and there's like Ebora, who's like, his Villarreal card, I want it, but he's worth like less than a quid, no one wants it, but the guy who has his jersey mint, or his one of, I forget which one it was, 
I'm literally there. And I mean, I'm a bit of a DJ, but I'm like willing to pay 5x, 10x. Because I'm like, I'll give you a fiver to have it. I'll give you a tenner to have it. But it's worth like 80p. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, I want it. So I'll give you a fiver. And he's saying no. And I think he even said no to like a tenner. So it's like, well, mate, I'm not giving you 25 quid. I don't care that much. But the same kind of rule applies. If you go and sort the market by manager sales, limited, one-offs, there's so many cards out there that are worth pittance. And they should probably be worth next to nothing. But there's definitely opportunity. You know, there's definitely opportunity. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think the collector game is, is definitely more fun than I expected it to be. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where so Rare really wanted to encourage people to buy players and hold them and not necessarily play them. And it's very clever for that. I think it's really, really helped card prices. Yeah, that, I think that and Lister Play has really slowed down like the market velocity. There's no, not really any, there like, was a concerning amount of players trading at the minimum. Like at the seventy cent or whatever, but I think there's a lot less of those guys now because typically there'll be someone in that year that they played with that was good. Yeah, yeah, and it is mad how it's really got me collecting. Like I didn't think I'd care, I really didn't. But like Villarreal, now I'm like I've got twenty out of the twenty eight cards from that season, but I'm still only going to score three hundred and thirty. The thing that's pissing me off is the guy at the top of the leaderboard does not want to sell anything and i'm like mate i'll buy them all off you for more than anyone else ever will just give me them all i'll buy them off you he's not even collecting the other like he's got 10 of them but he's got like 10 jersey mints so i'm never beating them and they're all from cards he's never using i'm like mate just give me them i'll give you way more than they're worth but he's like nope. the last season as well is it yeah so oh. we'll see but what it did make me buy as well and just to kind of the last bit of my collecting thing it's mad how over not over part but how powerful the the jersey mints and the one-offs are because like Shakhtar Donetsk I've got like four of 28 but I've got a score 200 because they were like the stand for peace editions I've got my Messi one of a thousand and then I've got along with a, like a Donnarumma and a something else or whatever or maybe that's the Mbappe and the Donnarumma are the same season 21-22 season my PSE cards are nice but I've went and I've bought a few more Liverpool cards so I had I have two Trents and I had an Adrian, and I was like, I want to bump this up a bit. So I bought a Tiago Alcantara, a Curtis Jones, and a Diogo Jota, all for relatively cheap. Um, and now I'm thinking, like, I might try and fill that out with a few more and get up to the maybe 3% mark, 2%, 3% mark for the Trents. Because I'd be rocking every week there before captaincy with, like, a 13% Trent. Yeah, that's wild. Like, 3% is where everybody starts to kick in, I think. 3% is kind of hard to get to, but once you're at 3%, it's, it's really, you have to double yourself to get to 4%. Yeah. I think three percent is really the sweet spot to go to, unless you're trying to go for number one on the leaderboard. Yeah, because it's thirty-five. Getting to hundreds, okay. Getting to two fifty is a bit of a stretch, but two fifty to five hundred is rough. It's also like with champion, you will have players dropping down. So if you can get some Liverpool player, like I'm not sure who off the top of my head, maybe Fabio Carvalho drops down to the championship or something, yeah. and then all of a sudden you've got three percent on a card that's really, really, really strong. What Although, I sorry, he's not in the right season for you, but that's just an example. Yeah, the example's there. I thought about doing it with like a Shakiri. I was very close to buying Shakiri. Not that I care much for Shakiri. Not that I back him longer term. I don't know. He's had a ropey enough injury history in the past, has he? Or did he just not play a lot at Liverpool? But anyway, thirty-one over in the MLS, he has been scoring really well recently. And it's like I could use him all summer, and he's also contributing to that collection. And I kind of need more players for the summer. And he also happens to fit into that collection. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he works. But there's people like Reese Williams out there or, you know, I don't even know, Nico Williams. 
um, Nathaniel Phillips, these types of guys, Milner, you pick these guys up super cheap. It's all about just, I don't know what the maths is to be like, yeah, it's worth the 40 quid to get half a percent on a Trent and then maybe, you know, get you towards that extra percent. Like, will that pay off long term? I can't be arsed with that though, so I'm just kind of degening a bit and I think that's what a lot of people will do. They'll just be like, I want it, I'm getting it. Even if it doesn't necessarily pay. I think it probably is worth to bring it up to 3%. I think 3% is a, is a is where you should be aiming for 250 points with Trent. I think yeah. 500 points is excessive. So I think 3% is a sweet spot. And I do think it's worth it just because when you get in the money with Trent, like I should have gotten the money twice with Trent realistically. I just picked the wrong goalkeeper in U23 Pro. Hmm. That, yeah, then you go up one or two places and those one or two places are worth 30, 40 quid. Yeah. Yeah, the little percents add up. That's why you always train your players. Um, but this adds a whole other level to that. Right, I want to talk to you quickly a bit about off-season strategy, um, I suppose, for yourself and then any wider points you would throw out to the, the so rare universe. Yeah, I've got a pretty dirty strategy for the summer. Oh, so baby. talk to me. Yeah, so the market kind of mispriced the Eredivisie the last week or two so i got one or two flips in during that when i'd hear it being so once the season ended people thought their division was ending then there's three more games for like Twente and i don't follow too that closely and heron bean and some other guys but i think the exact same thing's gonna happen with the austria bundesliga but i think with the austria bundesliga is that it goes right up until the international break mm-hmm. so i am just picked up a christian fructal at austria vienna and i think like they're 99% sure to finish fifth because they'd have to beat Red Bull Salzburg and then Rapid would have to lose to Klagenfurt. That basically means they'd have to beat the best team and the team ahead of them would have to lose the worst team mm. for them not to get it. And then they will play another two weekends. Then it'll be the international break. And then they come back really early, especially if they do win those playoffs. And yeah, so then I should be like right until like, whether it's 22nd of July, I might have like three weeks of not doing much, but then I'm going to have like pretty much just, just three weeks off. So buy an Austria vein stack. Yeah. So I think like your brown odor would be really, really handy. Maybe your oh. handout as well might be handy over the next two weekends if you've got anything. But yeah, I will be playing U23 with Fructil. I'm just going to be playing Cap 240 with him because he's only at 39 and he will be playing the like a much worse team. Hmm. And then he'll be back really early. And then hopefully he goes on a conference league run. I try to like predict that last year, just who will yeah. like whoever goes to the second round of the conference league and makes it. It's like AZ where the team to own. They had like a crazy run. They had like 16 European games that were covered last year. So I had like last year I had Rapid Vienna and Kanye Spore and Motherwell. And then both Rapid Vienna and Kanye Spore lost to FC Vidos of Liechtenstein, mm-hmm. which I never saw coming and then Motherwell lost to Sligo Rovers which I also never saw coming <laughs> good old Sligo um, no I'm looking there Dominic Fitz at Austria there some, oh yeah some scores but he's coming out of under 23 so people will want rid of him as well there's always this really weird window at the end of U23 season like last year it happened where I managed to get rid of like Max Vober and Demetrius Limnios at the international break where they were aging out of U23 but they were still priced pretty highly because people mm. really wanted to play U23 in internationals so yeah. yeah I think that's always like a good window where I'm going to like go through my gallery and see who's an international in U23 and try to burn them that's another strategy for the summer 
do you know what I am being like? I'm just being a big lazy bastard, really. I'm kind of letting all my under-23 guys age out. And do you know what I'm really excited for, Connor? I love change. I love risk. I love unpredictability. And I can't wait to just see where all this shit lands when it's thrown at a ball. Like, I have so many guys aging out, but they're, like, really decent guys, like Leao or, like, Donnarumma or Trent. I know a lot of them are just going to stay put, but, like, my point is, it's like, I'm looking at this more like, oh my god, I have just like really good champ players next year that I don't have to guilt, you know, like, I always have this inherent need to put them in under 23, but it's like, no, no, they're just my champ team now, and now I'm like, I need to get me an Allison. I need to get an Allison. Do you know? If you're Aruma and Courtois, I don't think you need an Allison. I know, but I've got Trent, I've got two Trents, so more part of me is like, grab an Allison. I don't need one, I just really want one. Like, okay, if you want wee, one, go for swap it. Swap a wee Especially you get... a Nubal or something, you know, a wee... Oh, yeah, especially get like a nice swap. And, and especially then, if I can but, get one from the same season as my Trent. Just another wee booster. Yeah, that would be dead handy. I, I forgot you had an Oblak as well. So I don't know. I'm thinking about it, yeah. but I don't know. It's, it, it's open on a few wee opportunities because I never would have got Allison before because it was like, well, Trent's going to be an under 23, so I can't really use them together. And I maybe wouldn't have got like a Marquinhos because I would have been like, well, Donnarumma's going to be an under 23. And I wouldn't, do you know, so it, it kind of opens up new possibilities where it's like, okay, these guys for stacking from a defensive perspective or an attacking perspective, it opens up new windows. I also like the idea, I hope Suleimana finished the season strong and he's relegated and have a super rare. I like that. I hope it, I hope it just works out. He could end up anywhere. There's a, I've got a lot of interesting ones as well, like Manor Solomon of Fulham, mm. that he was really, really, really good, but and I thought I'm just have too many wingers and his deal is expiring and he's available on a free for whoever wants him. So I don't, so I can see someone like maybe Spurs or another London team, maybe Chelsea, God, pick him up. <laughs> do, do you know what could be fun, right? Leicester City. And I oh, know I'm, I'm focusing on, I'm focusing on like teams that I'm relatively or semi-familiar with, right? I understand that there's opportunities like this all across Europe. But, like, when you look at someone like a Leicester, they are about to get ripped apart. Like, Soyuncu is gone already, isn't he? He's gone to Atletico. Madison will be gone. Tielemans is gone. And Didi is probably gone. Barnes is probably gone. Um, There's a lot of other players. I'm just looking, like, who's probably gone. Then you've got the likes of Vardy. Does he leave at this stage? Probably not. Will he get more of a chance in the championship? I don't really know the ins and outs of all these. Maybe he's on a huge contract and maybe he does need to go. I don't know. But my point is, if you can look at these teams and pick out the the opportunities, like, yeah, so, like, so much of their midfield going, does this mean Kieran Dewsbury Hall? Gets I was thinking Harry Souter, because Souter was so good at the World Cup, and then got to the Premier League and he couldn't. Well, he ended up getting dropped for Soyuncu when Soyuncu came back, or I think got injured or something. Yeah. But Harry Souter, like six foot six guy in the championship, he's just going to win every single aerial duel. And he's got some, he's got some nice scores in the past there. So, like, his rare there... Now, there's only 17. This is the bottleneck here. There's only yeah. 17 of those. But, I mean, last selling pretty cheap. Um, like, 0.2 ETH. His limited is cheap as chips. Like, sub a fiver. Um, who else there? I have a Bubakar Samara. I don't know if he leaves or what. But um, I also have a Luke Thomas. Don't know what he going to move. Or would he just start playing as a left-back he plays? My point is, there's so much opportunity out there right now when I look at that market. Obviously, you know, prices can keep going down. I'm not saying everyone's going to make money, but in terms of the fantasy game anyway, 
there's so much opportunity to buy like really big pieces for next year just identifying them so that's the, the hard bit yeah yeah that's the thing isn't it i think last year i someone told me this guy damlu was gonna get a move to a top turkish team after he got relegated and so i picked him up for nothing and i picked up fickenshire for nothing as well and then transfers happen and two of them ended up with no utility and i ended up paveling both of them paveling them yeah happens the best it's gonna be it can be hard sometimes just to pick out what's going to happen. So like we were talking about Benzema just before because we pulled oh, Benzema wow. and now we're talking about will he end up in Saudi? And Did I say that in this podcast? I said that to you off air. I'm going to say it again in case I didn't. But basically in the reward opening video from earlier this week, um, you opened the rewards from the FPL prize that you got to set all my lineups and win all the rewards. And Benzema came out as a tier two in Champion Europe Rare Pro, which is an outstanding reward on the face of it. About three minutes after you pulling it, Fabrizio Romano posted, and you we don't you'd already seen rumors on this, but Fabrizio, the main man, posted minutes later saying he's received he told Real Madrid that he received a hundred million offer from Saudi Arabia. So that is either going to be the worst reward ever, or maybe it was in the tier two bracket because of these rumors and his prices went down, and then it means you've got him at a good time. I'm trying to give a silver no. lining here. It doesn't look great, does it? No, but on the other hand, like Messi is rumored to be going there. I think Busquets, like I, I can't say his name. I can't I don't speak Spanish. Busquets. I'm as bad as you. Yeah, Busquets is uh, rumored to be going there as well. Busquets, it's not even a hard one. Come on, you can do it. Busquets. Busquets. That'll do, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, he's rumored to be going there. I think Jordi Alba was rumored to be going there. So like all these top players go there. It's kind of like... If all these top players are there, maybe they get the viewership, and then maybe betting companies want to put odds on it, and then maybe they get Opta, and then maybe recover it. Maybe. Mm. Maybe that's a silver lining. But maybe. I also kind of don't want more leagues covered. It kind of so rare melts my brain sometimes. Like, my brain really melted setting your lineups. I was like, I, as I try to like limit myself to be like, okay, I'm going to do Austria, I'm going to do like Russia, I'm going to do Japan, I'm going to do Korea. Mm. And that's going to be like my main. And then I'm going to have little bits in like to play the semi-pros or whatever, and like my Fulham collection, but yours, I'm just like, oh God, who is this yeah. guy? Yeah, that that's the hard bit, like setting other people's lineups isn't fun. Setting my own lineups isn't fun most of the time these days, because um, there's just so much choice, that paradox of choice. It used to be a bit yeah. of a simpler choice, and I think a lot of the times when you can take the decisions out of your hands, when you have a stack you run every week in something, it's almost like, oh, it takes out a lot of the decisions whenever you have so many different players and i didn't realize how many different players from how many different clubs i had until collections come in and i realized oh the biggest collection i have is like four players three players and like oh, it kills me as well like even no i'm not getting into that because it's i get it i was yeah. talking to someone about who was i talking this about I talked about it last week in the podcast with alex but i talked about it with my other alex the guy who helps me with youtube big time shout out alex um I was talking to him about how I'd love. What did I say I'd love? I, I keep bitching about wanting like single player collectors to get a bit of a bonus. But I see the problem with that is that, for example, you have the. I could go and collect 75 random, not point, not whatever shitters to get a bonus on a collection. It's kind of thing like they've, you got like every season of a player, you have like a player collection yeah. album as well. I've got all the editions, you get like one or two percent, but then, like, I don't know, I'd buy. Where does it end? I don't know. It, it can get very complicated, couldn't 
I'll just buy every edition of Arsene Zachariah and get another 2%, and all of a sudden you're dealing with a 20% Arsene Zachariah who's getting 90 points every week. Yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah. I think it's definitely the best thing for the game. It's just not the best thing for established galleries. It's kind of the way I look at it. Because, like, I have, like, Thibaut Courtois, Odegaard, and Tony Cruz, all from the 2020-2021 season. But I've got a Vinicius Junior from a different season of a Rudiger in a Germany kit and I've got uh I've got a Liquid Dream or some champion edition Danny Ceballos from the other season. So I've realistically got like five or six Madrid cards and I could go and pick up a few other wee ones here and there to both foot out, but it's not worth it for me to bother my arse because I lose so much of a bonus as an established collector already, or not collector, an established player. With my Courtois, Odegaard and Cruces all up near max bonuses, it doesn't pay off. But that's a main yeah. problem. And that that's a very isolated problem. I think for the game it probably is best the way it is. But anyway. I've been pretty active in the collection swaps channel and Chinese server, just messaging people if I've got the card they want. Like I think I've I swapped a new season Fagner for an old season Fagner at Corinthians. Mm. Yeah. There's definitely I've seen if like so Chani mentioned that. Um his channel seems to be popping, so go and check out Chani, but I think like there's definitely a lot of work I could do and I might try and do that in the off season when I'm not doing much else. Um but a quick one that you wanted to mention as well, and then we'll get into you scouting players. Actually, first off, shout out So Rare Data. So Rare Data bring this podcast to you. They help me big time. And they help me big time not just in supporting this podcast, but in picking my lineups, their football lineup builder. Did you use the lineup builder? A bit. Oh, actually, let's not talk about that. You said it didn't work from your perspective or something because you weren't me. Did you say you had trouble? Yeah, what I was doing. Lineups? When I was doing community building, you, I could, I'm able to do it on my own one. Yeah. But when I do community lineup building, I was, they don't have it activated for that, which I can kind of see the logic for doing it in terms of design. Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. Bloody let let big man pick all my lineups next time. This is the most fun plug ever, and it does not get edited. But honestly, their lineup builder for me, I couldn't build my lineups without it. That is the god's honest truth because it's just a headache. The pick score is amazing. I'm going to be doing a lot more videos in the channel um, over the course of June. I obviously don't have a huge MLS collection. I don't have a huge Asian collection. I'm going to start using their pick score to scout and pick out some players each week, build a few teams, give myself a few headaches, and go from there. Uh, but shout out to Rare Data, use code John Ellis or the link below and you can try their top tier for two weeks and then you can just play along for free if you want on it, if you're if you're enjoying it um, and if you're not, you can cancel but why not just stay for free um, or just pay like we all do it, it always gets me, this is the last thing on the so Rare Data thing I need to get those numbers again, I always bring this up sporadically something like 90% of reward winners on so Rare are members of so Rare Data isn't that mental? It'd have to be. Like, I think I was talking to you about off-air that I'd love for Silver Data to make an FPL product mm. because there's, like, a lot of views in Silver Data that I'd love to have that don't exist for, like, FF Hub or whatever, and so I kind of made them myself on my own channel. Mm. Um, Just, like, looking at a pitch and being able to, like, look and say that, oh, oh, this player got 11 points and this player got 2 points, and I have to click in and see the BPS, and it's like, that's in the match center, but it's not in any FF or FPL products. Mm. I think there's a few things they can do to cater to an FPL crowd coming into the next season. Something I really want to see is like a fixture ticker, particularly for the free-to-play modes, because what I want to know whenever I click in to do a Road to Glory, I want to see when I'm setting my Bundesliga one, okay, which t- play, which players should I target for the next three weeks, next four weeks? Which team has the best fixtures? And I want it to just tell me, oh, 
actually the best fixtures are for Munch and Gladbach because they play X, Y, and Z, and they're expected to do this in clean sheet ways. They're expected to score this many goals, and I will just very quickly go. Okay, these are the guys I need to pick. Um, yeah, it's like I like play sharper a lot because they've got a model that predicts points, and then like they had a few FPL products where they would look three weeks ahead and they draw a little line graph to be like they compare players, be like, oh, Odegaard's predicted to get this many points, and then I don't know. Martinelli's predicted to like go like this, and so that would be a nice feature. Mm-hmm. And then points. predicted points might be nice as well because they currently do triple A and stuff, and I was like, don't really know what this means. You see, what I take it to mean is that triple A is the best. So it means yeah, that but it's like, like, and then it goes. It basically, if you hover over it, it'll tell you in terms of matchup, scoring history, former projected lineups, and the odds. It'll like, tell you what is weighting that rating. And you can like is a triple A Trent the same as a triple A Ganoush? Well, you see, it depends because if it's like it takes into account, it depends if you're going for cap modes, it takes into account their cap as well. So, someone who's a very high cap will be a worse pick because they take up more of your budget. Um, but you can go into preferences and stuff and you can adjust the power that you want associated with each thing. Anyway, I generally find it pretty good, I love it as well. So, that was a weird long plug that wasn't really a plug, but kind of a plug. HG, that's all you're getting. Um, FPL versus so rare and a season-long competition is something I've mentioned a few times, but as a guy who loves his FPL, I thought you were the man to maybe just pitch in with your thoughts. Yeah, so I tried really hard to win the FF Hub Premier League on so rare, the league there, and Holly Shands won to win the Erling Haaland. And I was doing really, really well, and then... Rodri and Ruben Diaz got dropped one week by Pep and I was dead in the water. Mm. So I think like subs exist in FPL for a reason. And I think if we are going to do a season-long competition, I would like a one sub on the outfielder. That's my main thought, talking to other people. Because I also, another thing I try with my friends is that if you didn't go in and confirm your lineups, you also got a zero Yeah. on the league. So our only just died when I got some my FPL friends to play with me. And so rare because some people didn't log on one week they got a zero and then they're just dead in the water they're out yeah like there's no catching so i think it's got like really really good potential that there's like a lot of positives like the fact that someone like rodri is an a plus player on so rare and he's useless in fpl it's like if someone's good you should be able to pick them i think the scoring matrix is definitely one of so rare's biggest strengths versus fpl and it has like some other strengths as well like i like the you're rewarded very heavily for being differential and so rare and holding players. So like I got Ruben Diaz really early in at 40 points and then I held him all the way up to these whatever 60 odd points and I was just farming points the whole way. So I think that's yeah. like a really nice feature because in, I don't know, in, FP, in Fantasy Premier League, if you're differential, like early doors, I go Mitrovic and he's only 6.5 and then he scores a lot of goals, he gets a lot of points and then all of a sudden everyone has him and he only paid like 6.7 for him. As I'm not don't really get like a big gain off going differential yeah. earlier and holding someone who was bad and is now good. And that Mitrovic was never bad. But um, I know what you mean. I love that on yeah. the Sora game. Like even like picking up Mike Magnan when he was forty points and just having the patience to hold him at that, use another goalkeeper. And then when he came back in, obviously he was one of the best goalkeepers in the league. And it's like I love that because you do get a distinct advantage. Where in FPL you miss one week, you miss two you miss like 0.2, 0.3 million of value and it really is relatively insignificant and that's how everyone ends up with the same teams. Oh, and I also absolutely hate double gaming in FPL. I think mm. that's one of the reasons. 
So like one week, I think Fulham were playing Leicester and I was like, Tom Kearney's going to smash Leicester. Tom Kearney's going to start. So I played Tom Kearney in the Cap Cup. I think I got the high, one of the highest scores in the Cap Cup in our Discord by picking Kearney. I bought Kearney for like a Euro, threw him in Cap 220, took a prize. But then in FBL, I looked at it and I thought, oh, but Brighton have a double game week this week. I can't get in Kearney. I need to get in like Solly March because Brighton have a double game week. It's like I'm just locked into so few players. Whereas in Surrey, you're never going to have yeah. double game weeks. I'm never going to have to look ahead and be like, and just think like, oh, De Gea is actually the best keeper here because United have the most fixtures. So even if someone differential like Leno plays better. Mm. Yeah. I know what you mean. I think with FPL as well, it's, I think the double game weeks and blank game weeks, I think I always enjoy FPL in the opening starts parts of the season where none of that's really a factor. But it very quickly becomes very nerdy and very sitting with your head in books, almost working out transfers, and it all becomes very meta and everyone copies each other and it's all about optimizing for doubles and it's all about picking the same captains to avoid big risk on your rank and fucking EOs and all this. And I mean obviously you played against that a bit at the start of the season anyway. I don't know how the rest of your season went, but like I don't know, I just find it all a bit too predictable and all a bit fall in line. Um I don't know how the so rare product would do over the course of a season. I know I just kind of bucked my own goat, but maybe that's because there wasn't as much content on it or as many people to follow and just copy. I mean, if so rare went more mainstream, there'd be content creators would be really focused on the kind of free to play aspect, the road to go the best picks, and maybe then more and more people start copying the best picks they bring in every week, and maybe it does become more similar. I think FPL is just so saturated with content now, with so many people doing the same thing. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how fast it grew that space. So, like, mm-hmm. I remember you got FPL Raptor on and he had like 5k subscribers and I thought okay this guy's a relative nobody I can message John and get on this anyone can go on who's like really really high ranked Yeah. and then we did an interview and it was great and I started on my own channel and then I saw that FPL Raptor has 100k subscribers now Yeah. I was like talking to Stormzy last week he was talking to Stormzy I was like what on earth is this growth it's mad FPL's grown huge and it is doing really well I just think like next season in the game they need to innovate a bit I I do think there's problems with the game I think there's problems with the deadlines I think there's problems with a lot of it but that's not for this podcast ultimately i do think so we have a massive opportunity this summer if they get the fate wallet in to really target that audience um hone in the free-to-play game and do longer term competitions be that one month three months 12 months or nine months you know what point season long um but be interested to see what they do before we get into you pumping some players you ready for the story of the week connor i'm ready we're going into the archives for this one i had to think beforehand that i had to think about my week and what I've done in the last week is, I was over in Naples, I got really badly sunburnt. Outside that, I don't think there was anything crazy. I had a bit of a mad run through an airport, but nothing happened. You know that type of way? Nothing really happened. At the weekend, pretty chill time, nice barbecue, you know, but nothing really happened. Um, and then, yeah, nothing's happened. So I thought, you know what, what's a weird story from my life? And I told a story to someone yesterday that was a weird story from my life. And I said, you know, I'm just going to tell the world. It is a little bit mad um but i'm just gonna start so you know yourself connor i'll ask you this first whenever you were a young boy and your teeth fell out what did you do with them did you put them under your pillow oh god i was a a bit of a weird child and oh no i let my teeth fall out and then i did an experiment where i didn't tell my parents and then the money didn't appear and then then they told me the tooth fairy wasn't real and then that was it. I was, I was too clever. I was like six years old for my own good. Okay. 
So that's quite depressing, but also I like it. You know, you've brought that analytical brain through, you know, all the way into the fantasy space. I love it. Very scientific. I was similar in in a way, in terms that I was quite scientific. Well, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was more entrepreneurial. So what happened with me was this. If I put a tooth under my pillow, I get a couple of quid, right? Now, I loved having a couple of quid. I always wanted a few quid. And I knew a finite number of teeth. And I didn't have a job. I was probably like six years old. I don't even remember what age teeth fall out. It might be five, it might be seven. In that region, maybe even four, I don't have a clue. So I was out one day, I had a wiggly tooth. I remember exactly where it was, lower left-hand side. If I was a dentist, it's probably like upper M7 or whatever, or lower M7, Kena, whatever the fuck they call it, right? So it was a bit wiggly, and my mate David Wiley, was his name, handed me a Dairy Lee Lunchable. Just two bits of cracker and a bit of ham. In it goes, nom nom nom. And away goes the tooth. Didn't think about it. But I realised my tooth was gone. And I was like, oh no. I've literally just thrown away a few quid. Now this was on a Friday evening after school. So, the smart ones among you know where this is going and it's not a pretty place. Well, let's just go there. So little John wakes up on Saturday morning. Mum and Dad's still in bed. Maybe slightly hungover. A few friends over type of vibe. WWF is on the TV. You know, times are good, 1999, baby, you know, everything's great. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, we're having a great time. And I'm in the living room, and all of a sudden my little belly starts munching my cereal, as you do. Probably something like, um, what were those golden nuggets or something? What was the one with the, ooh, the little really Water. sweet balls, really bad for you. Oh, sugar puffs? Obesity. No, sugar puffs. Might have been sugar puffs. I think they were called golden nuggets. There's uh, golden child, nuggets, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I remember these too well. Yeah. You know, that was back in the days when you knew you were getting new teeth anyway, so you could eat whatever the fuck you wanted, not worried about fillings. But anyway, so my tooth was gone. But, you know, I was a smart boy. I knew what happened. I knew that it would be in my shit. So Saturday morning, big man needed to go to the toilet. Parents still in bed. Did my dump. But do you think I'm going to flush a few quid down the toilet? Absolutely not. Big man goes underneath the sink, gets a pair of gloves out, goes digging for gold. I found my own golden nugget, Connor, and I got that tooth. I brought it out, flushed the, flushed the rest of that shit down the toilet, took my little tooth and a pair of gloves, dropped it in one of my mum's favourite mugs and poured a little bit of bleach in just to clean that bad boy. Um, left it sitting on the windowsill in the kitchen and went back to watching WWF. My mum woke up an hour or two later and asked, what's that on the windowsill? And I was like, that's my tooth. She's like, why is it in a mug on the windowsill? I was like, oh, funny you should ask. And I told her the story I've just told you. And she had to try and keep a straight face and pretend the tooth fairy was real not burst my bubble <laughs> you know that awkward balance of john you can't pick teeth on your shit <laughs> oh my god and then she had to actually take it out from my pillow that night and pay me for it how <laughs> amazing that so yeah that that was it that oh was the start god. of entrepreneurial john um so that's one from the archives i hope you enjoyed it <laughs> oh my god uh, confession, like I got during lockdown, I got braces put on because I thought I'd wear a mask forever anyway. Yeah, and then I've had issues and I still have them. And I've like trying like not to smile and show them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've uh, I've definitely hoped to shape, but you need to remember I was like six years old. This was a long time ago, but anyway, there's the story of the week, Connor. Um, the dirtiest one so far. On a lighter note, time for some pump permission. Pump three players for us. No apologies needed. Everyone do your own research. Connor's going to try and pump these guys for you. Um, ideally, we're looking for an under 23, someone who you think's a bargain, and then just anyone else. And while you're doing it, I'm definitely going to be clicking about looking at them. 
Okay. So, U23, I talked about him already, just Christian Fructal has three games left in the season. One of them is going to be a wash against Salzburg, which have two nice ones against the bottom half team, and he's going to be back super early. So U23 keeper, going to be U23 next year. He's got a really low L15 because he spent the last two months being absolutely smashed by the top-end players in Austria because they split by the top six teams. So I think this is going to be about their fourth time playing Salzburg this season or something crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's a good keeper, ex-Bayern Munich. And he's got really nice fixtures. And he's going to be U23 next year. So and he's going to be back really soon as well. I think I value that a lot is that if a player a team comes back early, yeah. As well, because I think like the last time I bought a ton of like JD players and they didn't spike at all when their season came back because it took so long in the last break. But I also bought a ton of Mexican players when they came back in January they spiked like crazy. So I think Austrian players was where to go to. I'm working out what he last sold for and around that I might go and put a wee bit on one because it's even just it's only really... limited for the community gallery. Like it can make for a bit more entertainment. Um. Over the over the summer months, if I've got an under twenty three keeper floating about, I put a wee bit on one anyway. We'll see how that goes. So Fructal, great pick, under twenty three, and arguably a bargain. Who is your bargain pick? Uh, Kevin Sandoval, Cienciano. Oh yeah, I see him. Talk to me. He's got braces as well. First of all, in this photo, um, oh, that's kind of cute. So, yeah. So at the start of the season, there was a big nightmare in Peru where no games recovered. His price tanked. Everyone in Peru's price tanked. Well, since then, the situation has recovered. And he is, I think only goes for like six or seven euros. He is like, he's put up 70 last week. He's put up some really, really nice scores, especially when he's at home. And yeah, the attacking midfielder, decisive monster. He, I plan to use him with Cecilia in my all-star throughout the summer. He looks absolutely huge score wise. Like his price has spiked a little bit there, but I mean, like just looking at the last, let's let like, historically all time and all, like there's some huge scores there. But recently, just really, really few decisives, few nice AA games, very cheap. I like it. I'm gonna try and buy one because that's what I do when people give me any name. Um, while I do that, who's your last player? Um, I put I put on a few budget players. I I just go with Fernando Zampedri uh, in Chile at UC Catolica. So he was he's pretty much, he, he wasn't the top scorer last year, I don't think. Or he's been he's basically one of the top scorers in Chile for years. He just keeps banging in goals. He's playing way below his level. He's Argentinian. He should really be in the Argentinian league. But he is playing for Catolica. He's really really cheap and he scores a lot. I think the one downside with him is that the Chile League is really, really weird. It only has 30 games in a season, like Russia, but it's spread out over a long time because they play a lot of internal cups. And so he misses a lot of random weekends. But he should be playing all through July when you need him in the summer, and he should score well throughout July. So I think if you need a forward for the summer, he is the guy. Well, how do you spell his second name? Zampedri. Z-A-M-P-E-D-R-I. I was looking up Sam Pedri. Zam Pedri. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. Some nice scores there. Bit of a howler the weekend, or recently enough. Yeah. He that's, also misses a lot of big chances. Like a lot of big chances. I but on the one hand he's missing the big chances, but he's also getting the big chances. So at the weekend he missed a big chance. Mm. 
You see, I do need a forward for the summer. You have Oliveira, don't you? In rare. It depends what place you need him. Oliveira? Which Oliveira have I got? Diego Oliveira at FC Tokyo. Oh, I do, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's um, my only one. Really? I'm going to have a think about that. Zampedri. Yeah, you... Definitely pick up a wee limited for the community gallery, but might be worth a little bit more than that going rare because I do need one and he looks like he'll score he's like really good price as well for fresh fields especially I think like with your gallery you're probably going to be playing cap 240 through the summer because mm-hmm. you've got Tyler Miller yeah, and then Tani is being Tani he's being it's... rotated at Gamba who are bottom of the table yeah which is mad it's nice that you know my gallery now isn't it that you've done all that digging yeah yeah because I've gone through everyone because I was like looking I was like making notes as well of the big scores I missed and I was all like, oh, Luca Itter. Why didn't I pick Luca Itter or Diego oh, Oliveira? Who yeah, are yeah. these people? My God. I, I, I've, I've got an FC Tokyo stock and limited. I got, I've got Slavic, Morishige, um, Kimoto, and Koizumi. And then up top, I had, um, I sold him. The other guy, Nagatomo or something on the other side. Yeah. I hear you. I'm just a little bit distracted because I looked. I did put into a Discord there and ask for a few questions if anyone had them. Um, and we've got a fun, a couple of silly ones. Um, and then we're going to ask you for a wee rule or something you'd add to so rare. So, Trip and B wants to know why you have a confirmed PED suspendee in your Hall of Fame. Do I? I just put in all my crap cards, all my like DNPs, all my red X's into my Hall of Fame. I who is that? I don't even know. You've got Ryan yeah. Johansson, who's apparently Irish, which is kind of fun. It's one yeah. of them. So it's Yo- Joan Sastre, Paulo Fuentes, Felipe Gutierrez, Ryan Johansson, or Marquinhos Cipriano. If we don't know which one it is, looking at them, which one do you think is the PED user? I think it's Paulo Fuentes, because he was a monster at Cienciano last year, and then he just disappeared. And I don't know what happened to him. He doesn't have a club at the moment. I know that Gutierrez mm. is in Saudi Arabia. I know that Johansson's playing with Sevilla B. All I'm saying is Fuentes has oh. neck tattoos, a dodgy little goatee, two ear piercings, and a line in his eyebrow. He looks like the most wrong one of them all. He looks like a guy. He's got neck tattoos. I think that's where performance-enhancing drugs become. Like, jacked bodybuilders Oops. at the gym who do bad things with steroids have neck tattoos so that's my logic and i'm sticking to it i actually can't wait to go and find out if i'm right if we're right um the next question was haber wants to know which animal you think he could drop kick the furthest that's an awful question i wouldn't drop kick any animal um i don't think i would either i love animals. Uh, i maybe an insect maybe a centipede i, was I have a like wasp because they're wee pricks not a bumblebee though i like them i like bumblebees as well I really dislike centipedes. I found one, one in my bathroom. In my, like three years ago, I was living. I moved to a place. And I found a centipede and a ton of woodlice in the bathroom. I was like, oh my god, really? What yeah, am I doing they, here? They don't really get me. They don't get me that bad. Spiders, I'm pretty shit scared of. Have you now. ever seen but the still... biggest centipedes in Hawaii? The ones that are like snakes. Yeah, that's a bit mad, and that yeah. get me going. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then Mark Aleli says, with Benzema getting older, what's your plan for the rare card? Are you scared of him retired or going to an uncovered league? Are you happy to hold for another season? This is very pertinent right now. So what's your gut feel on Benzema? Are you keeping him or are you getting rid? 
will I pavel them? Um, so my gut feeling, my my gut feeling is that I wanted to hold him until the league has started back, initially, but I might just have to make him try and make a move in Sir Hiss and get someone I want because he's worth like a fair bit. Maybe if I throw some ETH on top, I can get a J League keeper or someone really useful. Mm. But I was happy with Benzema. I do like Benzema. Yeah. He. Yeah. It's a bit frustrating of a reward, but it's also like I can't complain. He's not Grisha Rommel. It's just poor timing, isn't it? It's just a yeah. shame it happened today. But on to the next thing. What is one feature you'd add to so rare? Um. So I had two things written down. So I think in a game like Silver, the two most important things is the core game loop and then like the friends experience. At the moment, they don't really have a friends experience at all. So I wouldn't mind like uh, like an RSS feed of you people you follow their significant transactions. Mm. So like I could look at it instead of having to go to like John's gallery and I don't know Quinny's gallery. I could see that oh yeah. John's buying Liverpool players. Maybe he knows something. And yeah. then. The second thing would be to fix the UX on checking the prize pool of leagues you are not in on mobile. And so when I wanted to look up like Champion Europe Pro, it's like it was very painful to see what the prize pool was, what it could, what mm-hmm. it could be, because it's like play live. Um, that was it, like leaderboards. Then show more. I have to do it again. It was the UX on looking at a. It was a nightmare, is what you're saying. Yeah, it was really <laughs> painful. So what that leaderboard? All right, I'd like to go scarcity, rare, champion, rare, show more, prize put on the right, and then click in. It's like eleven clicks. Yeah. I would fix that. Yeah, it's a bit mad, isn't it? Um. In terms of the monitoring people, you're right. I do think that's needed within Sora. Need a very clean. It's a bit too clunky, but you can like Sora did have somewhat of a fix where if you throw your friends all into a watch list, you can go and look at their last arrivals, who they've got on sale. You can see everyone's game week performance. So if we look at last week in the member section, like we can see that Crown King of everyone in that group had like two star limiteds, a tier two, a tier three, and then it goes all the way down like what everyone's won. Who won the most rares? It wasn't you or me. Crown King as well. Then me and you. Um, Super so this gives you also SO5 wins. So Crown King actually got a win. Uh, so you can actually like that's a. I, I always like that if you're a really tight group of friends who played so rare. That's a really fun way to to follow. But I I, pre- I hear you as well. Like almost like a feed, like a social yeah, network that. where you're seeing significant transactions, significant finishes. You could even I actually think like with the whole following um mechanic on so rare like it, it makes sense for you to be able to follow people or you should even be able to post on it almost like a social media network with your like um footballing opinions or stuff but like that's maybe for down the line um but yeah i like the ideas i do and you also gave us the idea of the subs for the longer f- format oh yeah play mode earlier so there's a few pinged out there do you want to play the cap cup you have a weird one now there's less games, but there are a few games next weekend, but there are less to choose from than usual. Yeah, I got some. I wrote down some names. Right, hit me. So I got Ozegovic against Altac. So Ozegovic. O-Z-E-G-O-V-I-C. He is a starting goalkeeper for Tyrol. For Tyrol. Mm. And he's only just come in. He's only got L15 of 32. Altac are pretty bad. 
just gonna bet on a clean sheet. I like it. Ozegovic. O-Z-E-G-O-V-I-C. Who's up next? Okay, Jordan Larson. Oh, Jordan uh, Larson. Yeah. He's been, Coben has he done something recently? He, yeah, he's been scoring. Yes, he's become, he's become a starter. Okay. He's against Randers. Nice fixture. L15 of 41. And so this is basically just betting on him to get a goal. I like it. He's a 44 cap. Love it. And our last pick? There's an Amadou Dante against Lask with an L15 of 39. And he plays for Sturmgratz. Amadou Dante worth 39 points. Let me just go and check his score graph and see what you're see what you're playing at here. He had a 49 AA game there a few weeks ago. My lord. Well, look, good luck. There's three pretty nice picks. 32, 44, 39 in the cost. Let's see how they do. Connor, is there anything you'd like to plug or anything you'd like to mention before you go? Um, Yeah, follow me at Connor Aspel on Twitter. Uh, sub to my YouTube, my dead YouTube channel currently, FPL Aspel. I Way promise I will it. make... <laughs> I, will, I promise I will make it better. I've got a nice setup here now. I don't have any housemates anymore. I've got jerseys behind me. I've got a mystery jersey coming up. I might do like an unboxing or something like that. Or, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make better content, I swear. I'll make good content. I swear, I promise. <laughs> Please subscribe. It's an investment. <laughs> I like it. Um, well, look, I'm going to wrap it up here, guys. Like the video if you can. Subscribe if you're listening on podcast. Leave a wee review. I never ask you to do that too much. Um, and we'll see you next week. I'll try and keep this coming through June, even though I won't be too active, I imagine. Um, but the so rare content will keep coming. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.